Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see you this morning. And let's go ahead and let's, let's jump into this word with both feet. Um, as I've been inspired by the Holy Spirit to share something with you this morning yeah. that has really been a blessing to me. And I pray that it will be a blessing to you. Isaiah 53. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3. There is a word from the Lord in the entirety of the Bible. But today there is a simple word, but yet a potent word that I believe will bless every soul in the house. All you have to do is just be ready to hear it. Amen. Are you ready to hear it? Oh, no, I'm going to ask you again. Are you ready to hear it? Hey, I'm going to try this side over here on this side. Are you ready to hear it? How about right here on this side? How about right here? How about over here? Oh, this side here got it, y'all. I'm giving it to this side. They did it. They did it over here. They did it. They might have been about two of them that were real loud, but they did it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They brought the playground voice in church. Glory to God. Listen, Isaiah 53, starting at verse 3, it says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Listen to this description again. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Yokes have been going to be destroyed today. Burdens are going to be removed today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak to you today from the topic acquainted. Acquainted. To be acquainted is simply having personal knowledge of something. Having seen or experienced something. When you say that someone is acquainted with the thing, it means that they personally know what it's like. And there are people who've told you that they understood what you were going through. But they really didn't. <laughs> to be acquainted with something means that personally you've had that experience yourself. I remember crying. I remember crying, praying, on praying, on praying. Young man in the faith, got saved, gave my life to the Lord, serving God. And my wife and I were struggling financially and, and, and the, the financial struggle weighed on us and, and our relationship and spiritually. And I remember on my knees crying out to God, why are you allowing all of this to happen to us? And it, it's because it's because he wanted to me, me to, to be acquainted with some things. Yeah. He wanted me to be able to have a commonality with people who are going through stuff. I just come to tell you today that if you broke, I know what that's like. If you're struggling financially, if you're going through in your marriage, I want you to know I know what that's like. It's something about being acquainted with something. You understand what I'm saying? And I just want to have a talk with you. Can I talk to you today? Have you ever felt like you're the only person? Who understands what you're going through? Somebody, come on, raise your hand. Come on, let's have a, 
confession today. You're the only person who understands what you're going through. Nobody else knows. Nobody else understands. Nobody else feels you. And as hard as people try to tell you, I understand and I know there's something in us that says, no, you don't know what I'm feeling or what I'm going through. There is a psychological impact that results from feeling like no one understands your experience. There is a, a, a loneliness there. You can be in a room full of people and still feel like you're all by yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead, just wave at me. Wink at me if you don't want nobody to know. Uh, there's, there's, there's a loneliness, and it is a psychological impact there. That it's doing something to our psyche. It's messing with our minds. When we sit in a room full of people and, and people who love us and care about us and we're thinking nobody gets it, nobody feels me, nobody understands what I'm going through and what I'm having to endure. And it is a feeling that if allowed to linger, listen, it impacts us mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. You understand it has an impact on our mental state. It messes us up. Sometimes it'll make us think we're crazy. Talk to me, somebody. It'll cause us to be messed up emotionally. We'll be depressed and we'll go through highs and lows. And some days we're good and some days we're bad. And people are wondering which you they're going to get. Talk to me. Uh, come on, sometimes we're wondering which us we're going to see in the mirror that day. Because we got so much going on up in here. Because whenever there's a fight going on up here, our emotions get out of whack. We don't even know what to think some days. Can anybody talk to me? It'll mess us up mentally and emotionally. And then it'll mess us up relationally. Because we so switch, we switching out so often until the people who love us are afraid to mess with us. And we're pushing away people who love us. And we're being mean to people who are trying to be good to us. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. <laughs> and, and we're not being kind to people who have our best interest at heart. We're shunning people who will bless us. You know why? Because they're challenging, challenging us to get it together. And look at your name and say, get it together, get it together, get it together. Get it together and keep it together. They're challenging us to stop whining and to get up and, and to brush ourselves off. And, but we want somebody to rub us on our back and say everything going to be okay. But, but, but at some point, rubbing on your back got to come to a stop. And at some point, somebody got to say, you are a believer. Quit pushing away people who love you. Because you feel isolated in your mind. If nobody cared about you, why, why people keep asking about you? I don't have nobody. People say, I don't have nobody. That's what they say, apostle. I don't have nobody. I ain't got nobody. Who are all those people? Who are all those people in your circle who hugging you and kissing on you if you don't have anybody? See how mentally it'll mess us up to think that we're the only one who's going through what we're going through and nobody understands. See, what it'll do, and here, here's the trick of the enemy. It's meant to keep us so isolated in our heads that when somebody who does know comes toward us, We'll reject them. And it's the enemy's plot to keep us in that state of nobody gets me. Then it impacts us spiritually, mother, like you say. Can't serve God. Can't worship. Can't praise. Can't focus on scripture because we're so focused on us. 
Come on, get into his presence. We so, we so selfied until we can't get in the presence of God. You see the devil's trick? Now, intellectually, yeah, he dirty mother. Intellectually, we know, listen now, I, I got to go through my steps because this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. Intellectually, we know that this cannot be true. On an intellectual level, apostle, we know it is impossible for us to be the only one who's been through what we're going through. Intellectually, we understand that, but our feelings will not allow us to subscribe to what we know to be true, so our lives are then guided by the lie. So we, we know intellectually, there's no way I can be in a room full of people and nobody in here hadn't been through this. Nobody in my family, nobody on my job, nobody anywhere. So I'm the only one. I'm the only one who was single ever. I'm the only one who ever had a fight with my husband and my wife ever. I'm the only one who had a check bounce ever. I'm the only one who fell, slipped, backslid, ever. Intellectually, we know better. But that feeling will not allow us to subscribe to what we know to be true. That feeling, feelings, whoa, whoa, whoa. Feelings, don't trust them. I want to tell you something. Don't trust how you feel. Because how you feel will have you messed up. Feelings will fight against facts, won't they? You can read what the Bible says and your feelings will fight it. Ah, I know, I know, I know what Pastor said is true, girl. Yeah, you've been, I know what he said is true. But see, my situation is, oh, I need somebody to have church with me. But see, he don't understand what I'm going through. He don't understand what I'm feeling. And he don't understand. Maybe he doesn't. But the word just spoke to it. But we allow our feelings to override the facts. And what happened is our lives are then led by the lie. So we, we end up living our, li our lives based on the lie instead of the truth that we carry around in our purse or under our arm. We come to church and we get the truth and we leave and live the lie. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation. We have even heard the truth, the word, believed that it was true, but could not live that, lie, that truth consistently because of the lie. All that means is we heard the truth, Portia. We were galvanized by the truth. We're excited by the truth. We jumped up. We ran out of the church. We lived the truth for about two, three hours, and then we started feeling again. Have one hand over there, one hand back there, one hand, one hand, another hand. Hands going up, hand over here, hand up here. Hand scrubbing his beard over here. Y'all off camera, y'all don't have to worry. I'm the only one putting myself out there. Nobody else in, in TV land can see you, just me. Another hand over here. Hands going up, hand over here, hand over there. Hand, hand over here, hand over there. Another hand. That's the truth, right? Because we, 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 we come in and we get emotionally charged. That's what we like. We like that good preaching. 
that gets us emotionally built up. But nothing happened up here. And we forgot that that's where the fight started. See, see what I'm saying? Because cause, 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 cause here is where the fact, because up here we're thinking, nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. Nobody's ever been through this. And we get something to do to help our emotions. But remember, emotions are fleeting. You can be mad one minute, happy the next. I remember one time I was sad because I didn't have the money to pay the bill. I got the minute money to pay the bill and instantly. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Somehow I wasn't sad anymore. Made my wife mad at me one day. Made her mad at me. I went out and bought her some things she liked. I came back home and instantly, I don't understand it, but instantly. She wasn't as mad no more. Didn't matter no more. We ain't even had that conversation no more. Oh, baby. Yes, I do, mother. Yes, I do. Yes, ma'am. I don't live in the doghouse. I live in the house. But see, feelings, right? Y'all know y'all feelings have done that. So what happens is we come to church and we want something to just emotionally move us. But we can't be emotionally driven. Because emotions will at some point begin to conflict with the truth. Y'all had that happen before. So we, so we, we, we get the, the word, we get it, and then we still, we can't do it consistently. So we're, we're up and down on it. We come, we get a little word, we do pretty good for about a week, and then our feelings start getting kind of crazy, and then we, and then we get a little word, and then we feel a little bit better, and we go in, I mean, we go in, we take authority over everything. We binding and loosen, slinging all, all over the place, and then them feelings catch up with you, <laughs> and that oil slinger is now sitting on the couch crying, just like and it's all because of that, that psychological impact that comes from thinking you're the only one. Today that is. Thank you. Thank you. Because it wasn't dramatic, right? No. Today that ends. I just made a statement of fact. Today it ends. You will not leave here today thinking that you're the only one who has been through what you're going through. That stops now. Somebody make the declaration that stops today. Because we're in a room full of people and isolated here. And we can't get the help we need to overcome. Because the devil keeps saying, nobody knows. Good news is there is a psychological impact in knowing that we are not the only one to feel what we have felt or go through what we've gone through. There is a strength that comes when we find out that another person has been where we are and has overcome. And his name is Jesus. 
something about going somewhere and hearing somebody else just had your problem. It does something for you, man. It does something when you're sick and you go somewhere and you hear that somebody was sick with what you have and you heard about how God healed them. It does something for your insides to see somebody who's been through what you're going through and had a victory over that thing. I come to tell you that whatever you're going through, Jesus has already seen it and Jesus has already conquered it. Boy, we should be excited about that. So let's listen to what Jesus said about it. Let's just, let's calm down and let's look at this thing intellectually for just a moment and spiritually. And let's see what Jesus had to say about it. In John 16, in the Amplified Version, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. In the world, you have, come on, tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Whoa, wait a minute. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have what? overcome the world I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it guess what for you Jesus said I beat it for you you don't have to beat it I already beat it I already beat marital problems I already beat issues with your kids I already beat poverty I already beat sickness I already beat depression I already beat it on your behalf so guess what it's whipped It has no power over you. Jesus, stop letting stuff that is defeated defeat you. Let me read that again. Let me calm down. Take your time, Paul. I have told you these things so that in me. Who's talking? Jesus is talking. He says, in me, in me, you may have what? Perfect peace. Confidence. You, your confidence is supposed to be in him. See, the pro- you know what our problem is? We keep looking at what we see. And I thought we were supposed to walk by faith. And not by sight. That didn't know how we're supposed to do this thing. We're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. So why, we, why do we keep walking by what we see? Why do we keep moving based on feelings? Jesus said, your confidence is supposed to be where? In him. Are you putting confidence in yourself? Are you putting confidence in somebody else? No, see, that's what we're doing. We're putting our confidence in the wrong place. That's why we don't have peace. He said, put your confidence in me. He said, then you have perfect peace. Now, now listen to what he says now. He says, in the world, you have, you, you have tribulation. Is he telling the truth? And trials, is he telling the truth? And distress, is he telling the truth? And frustration, is he telling the truth? Now, let me tell you something about frustration. I got a revelation on frustration one time, Mother Trapio, and it really, it made me laugh at myself. But the Holy Spirit said to me, Paul, the reason you're frustrated is because you're trying to fix something that you have no power to fix. He said, see, you're trying to do my job. And when you try to do my job, it's going to frustrate you. So what you need to do is leave that alone and let me handle it. Your job is to cash your cash. You're trying to fix it. 
And that's why you're still depressed. That's why you're still frustrated. That's why you're agitated. And that's why everybody's scared to say hey to you. That's why we're still stuck in frustration because we're trying to be the one to fix it. We want to be the hero. Now we're around here, can't save ourselves, trying to save somebody else. Now we're even more frustrated because we want them to be saved and they're more than they want to be saved. You don't know nobody like that though. You, you, don't, you don't know anybody that you want them to get better more than they want to get better. And, and they smart too, they are smart. They're smarter than us. They will sit back and let you do the work. Now you mad because you got to do everything. Oh, I need somebody to be. Oh, my God. Now, see, what they're doing what we should be doing in relationship to God. They're on autopilot. Why? I ain't got to worry about it. You got it. So you get mad at them because they're somewhere eating. They're somewhere at a restaurant just eating and ordering hors d'oeuvres and, and dessert and everything. And you see them and get mad. Because why should I worry about it? You're doing it. Ain't no use in two of us being frustrated. Trying to fix people, trying to get people together, trying to, trying to teach people stuff, trying to, and we still, we still, we still need to learn. Frustrated, trying to change people, you can't change nobody. We struggling, we struggling to deal with us. I need a church to help me here. We struggling to deal with, can't even get us to do right. Giving our own selves a fit. Can I? Where the real church at? Talk to me, somebody. I told you, yokes are gonna be destroyed today. We're struggling with us right here trying to get somebody. I'm going to get him together, child. You can't get you together. We're struggling stringing two or three good saved days together. We ought to just be glad. I, I praise God for one day. Thank you, Lord. I got today tied up. I'll deal with tomorrow when it gets here. We all in the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, it's Sunday. You still in church, stop worrying about later. Ain't nothing you can do with later. You are here. But God's in the future, isn't he mad? He already there, isn't he mad? He's already covering your stuff, isn't he mad? He's already got your tomorrow in his hand, right Matt? So why would you mess with it too? If God's got it. Child, I ain't worrying about nothing because I know God's got it. Boy, don't we talk? Don't we run our mouth? Don't we flap our gums? Child, I ain't worrying about nothing. The Bible says he wants me to have sweet sleep. We can hardly sleep. Truth be told, we can hardly sleep tossing and turning, crying, all kind of stuff, talking because we're trying to do God's job. He says, I've already, he says, I got this. Watch this. Be of good what? Cheer. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Be of good cheer. Why should I be happy when I'm dealing with Porsche? Help me. I'm dealing with tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. <laughs> you telling me be of good cheer? You, you, you got, you need, I need you to tell me something good after this. Right? Like pretend you never heard the scripture before. And pretend, pretend Jesus walked up to you and said, you're going through all kinds of stuff, ain't it? 
you're broke, you're this sick, the dog bit the cat and all of that. And he, he, he run out everything you're going through, Nelson. And then he says, but be of good cheer and stop. In your mind, you're thinking, boy, you must have a whopper coming after this. You, mu- you about to tell me something going to change my whole life. He is. He says, I have overcome the world. He said, I beat it. I beat it. And then, and then he amplified it for you. He says, I have deprived it of power to harm you. Y'all better. Oh! I have stolen its power. It can't hurt you. No weapon. I need somebody to stand up and make a declaration. Say Amen. No weapon. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So, weapons are going to be formed. Maybe we misunderstood. Maybe we thought there'd be no weapons. Mm-mm. Keep reading. Keep reading. Don't stop at no weapon. No weapon formed against you. Will, that means the weapons will be formed, but they won't work. And if, could you back up one more verse? He says, I formed the smith that formed the weapons. <laughs> oh, God. I made the one. Y'all got to. <laughs> I made the one that made the weapon. And if I don't work, want the weapon to work, it won't work. Basically, what God said is, I'm in charge. (laughs) Somebody shout, God is in charge. charge. Boy, I'm telling you, yokes are being destroyed and burdens are being removed. If you believe that today, clap your hands and give God glory. (laughs) God. Look at this. He says, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I have conquered it. Look, for you. I did it for you. I did it for you. No, Donna, he's saying, I did it for you. No, I did it for you, Donna. That's what he's saying. I did it for you, Donna. I did it so you wouldn't have to beat it. It's already beaten. All you got to do is put your faith in me. All you got to do is believe I beat it. And it's good. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. All you got to believe, Warner, is that it's done. Hey, he said, walk in the doneness of it. Glory to God. He said, walk in it, walk in it. And when the next time it come up against your ethel, he said, he said, I want you to say it's done. I feel the anointing of God in here. Somebody shout, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's not being done. It's not being worked on. It's done. He ain't trying to get it together. He ain't fixing to get it together. It's gotten together. He says, I've done it. Yokes destroyed. Burdens removed by the anointing. Isaiah 53 and 3. Go back, go back. Look at it in the NIV. Another version. 
Boy, I'm up here sweating. Good. He says he was despised. Look at this. He was despised. He was despised. Who is this talking about? Jesus was despised. You, you ever been despised? You ever had somebody not like you? Well, you're not alone. See what I told you? You ever had a hater? Jesus had a bunch of them. Never stopped him, though. Jesus used to do miracles in front of his haters. Why are you letting your haters stop you? Jesus had 12 people support him. Not that many people supported Jesus. We're around here waiting on support. We're waiting on somebody to believe in our vision. A lot of people didn't believe in his vision. They called him the devil. If Jesus would have been waiting on folk to give him support, he wouldn't have never done nothing. Thought he was crazy. His own brother didn't believe in him until later. Who you think you is? I know that's not the right way to say it, but who you think you is? You Joseph's boy. You a carpenter's son. You ain't nobody. Mm -hmm. You ever felt like that? Jesus felt like that. I'm just trying to show you something. He was despised. And look at, look at what else. Look at what else. Look at that. He was what? Rejected by mankind, but not by God. See there? See, see how specific it is, sister boy? Rejected by mankind, but not by God. You mean to tell me God loves you and you lose and sleep over somebody who don't like you? The most high God of the universe who created the heavens and the earth, owns cattle on a thousand hills, loves you, and you lose and sleep over somebody who walked away? Walk on by. Da, 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 da. Walk on by. Hit the road, Jack. Do what you want to do. God <laughs> loves me. That's enough to put a smile on your face. God loves you. Look at this. Rejected by mankind. A man. He was a man. Amen. He was a man. See what I'm saying? Because see, sometimes we say he was Jesus, though. People always say that, but he was Jesus, though, but he was a man. He was just as much man as he was God. So he felt stuff. He went through stuff while he was here. He was a what? And there is no temptation that has come upon us such as is not common to man. That means if one person's going through it in this room, you can bet the baby's milk money that someone else has been through it. Probably closer than you think. I got to wrap this up. I got to wrap this up. Portia's giving me the signal. And it says it, he is familiar. He's a man of what? Suffering. And he is what? Familiar with what? Pain. You're the only one, though. No, I'm saying you're the only one. You're the only one. Nobody, nobody ever been through what you're going through. But he's a man of suffering, familiar with pain. Stop it, I say. You mean to tell me our whole argument up here, our whole reason for feeling depressed, our whole reason for isolated had just been busted? He 
You're not the first and you ain't the last. Jesus was a man of sorrows, familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Look at what they're saying about Jesus. Acquainted to know by experience, sorrows and grief. That means emotions, distress, anguish, suffering and pain. And, and so he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like. Stop saying nobody knows. He knows what it's like. He knows intimately acquainted with what it's like to have stuff to deal with, to have family members who won't act right. He knows what it's like to have people who don't like him. He knows what it's like to suffer in pain. He knows what it's like to want to do good for somebody, but they push you away. He understands, y'all. He gets it. Even if somebody close to you doesn't, he does. Check it out. Here's proof. Here's proof. John 1, 1. John 1 and 11. Put it on the screen for me. He came unto his own. Good Lord have mercy. Hold up now. He went to his own people and they rejected him? Now, Clay, you expect to be rejected by people who don't know you. But your people? Say it, Angie. You go to your people now. Now, I know my people going to love me. I just know it. I just know. I can't trust nobody else, but my people going to love me. Come on, Maurice, talk to me, son. Because they're my people, right? You go to your people and they do you wrong. Jesus been there, done that. <laughs> but guess what? He never quit being Jesus. He never quit being Jesus, even though hope they told him he wasn't. You ain't no Messiah. You, John, you, you, you um, Joseph's boy. Jesus knew exactly who he was. I'm the son of David, baby. I'm the son of man. He just kept saying it because that didn't bother him. He knew his identity, right? Check him out. Check him out. Check him out. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. We, we, we read the last scripture. Last scripture. This is so good. But this is the message Bible. This is the message Bible. Uh, Sister Palmer, you like the message Bible. Here it is for you right here. Check it out. But the fact is, y'all ready for this? Oh, Lord, it's on the screen. I can't take it back. But the fact is, it was our pain. He carried. Oh, I tell you, I'm about to preach myself happy right here. Our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. Oh, Jesus. If you grew up in the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church, the Methodist church, you know what time it is. If we had a Hammond B3, you know what, you know what time this is. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I know what time it is. I feel my Baptist roots welling up in me right now. Boy, I want to holler so bad. It was our stuff. He carried Jesus. Oh, all your pain, all your suffering, all your depression, all your anger, all your situation, all your situations, your trials and your tribulation. It was your stuff. <laughs> See, the picture shows you him carrying a cross, but what he was doing was carrying your stuff. Somebody shout, he already carried my stuff. <laughs> so look at your neighbor and say, well, why you got it then? Well, if he carried it, well, then what are you doing with it? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. All the things wrong with us. It was our pains he carried. Jesus, our disfigurements, our, all the things, all the things, all the things, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself. See, that, that speaking now, they're saying we thought he brought it on himself. This is prophetic, though. It hadn't even happened yet. 
But he says, we thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment that made us what? Whole. Last part. Through his bruises, we get healed. Through his bruises, we get healed. No, you're not getting it. The chastisement <laughs> of our peace was upon him. Let me break it down further. The chastisement that purchased our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were saying. Healed. Somebody say, I'm healed. I'm healed. It's done. I don't have to be around here carrying the stuff that's weighing me down. I can cast my cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for me. He takes care of me. He does. It's so good to have somebody take care of you. Let me talk to the men in the room. Because see, the men, we're we, we, we in charge of looking out for people. But we need taking care of. And sometimes we take on so much pressure because what people taught us, don't we? Mario, we take on all that stuff because our daddies and so we saw they taught us, be a man. And, and sometimes that pressure just be weighing on us. And there's nobody for us to talk to. And sometimes our wives are trying to help. But you know what we say? You don't know what it's like to be you don't know what it's like for me to, to have this pressure on your shoulder and be the man. And, 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 but the scripture says that the government was upon his shoulder. Somebody knows what it's like to be the man. I wish I had. See, you got to learn that you ain't the only one, baby. Man, woman, boy, girl, teenager, a millennial, senior citizen. He knows. Pilate was trying to figure out what to do with him. Pilate was trying to figure out what to do with him. And he said, you want me to release Barabbas to you? I can't go into this too much because God gave me a series on this. We're going to be so free when this is over. The devil going to be mad, but he ain't going to be able to do nothing about it. He said, he, he mad anyway, any mother. But there ain't nothing he can do about it. it uh, he said, hey, what you want me to do? What you want me to do with Barabbas? He said, let him go. But, but crucify Jesus. So the scripture says he scourged him. He scourged him, and then he turned him over to be uh, crucified. We'll talk about this a little deeper, but I'm going to tell you what that means. To scourge means to beat with a whip. And every time they hit him, Jake, he lay. Because every time they hit him, it was a stripe. And with his stripes. We were what? And so, see, the Jewish beating was no more than 38 lashes, right? But the Romans didn't subscribe to that. The Romans beat you mercilessly. Sometimes people died in the scourging before they got to the cross. But every time, see, they kept whipping him, and they didn't understand that every time they hit him, healing. So if you say maybe he didn't get beat, maybe I didn't get my healing, and he said, I'm depressed, and depression just got healed. 
<laughs> your marriage just got healed. That hurt from your childhood just got healed. Cancer just got healed. HIV just got healed. Your mind just got healed. Your soul just got healed. Somebody shout, I'm healed. I'm healed because I'm not the only one. I'm healed because somebody else has already been through what I'm going through. And he beat it on my behalf. Took all of its power to harm me. So I don't feel anymore like I'm the only one, Didi. By myself. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. But Jesus knows. He knows. I bless God that he knows. He knows. Not only does he know, he healed me. He took all my stuff to the cross because he knew I couldn't handle it. I just want to take a moment and thank God for all the stuff he carried for me. Anybody else want to thank God? For all the things he carried for me. He carried your sins. Your sins went. Your sickness went. Disease went. Mental, emotional stress, strife, it went. It went. It went with him to the cross. And you have been delivered. Don't let life put you back in bondage. In this world, you have. See what I'm saying? In this world, you have. See, we think, Patty, maybe because we've been delivered, that the stuff will stop coming. Doesn't mean that. In this world, you have. Trials, tribulation, distress in the world. But be of good cheer. <laughs> He says, I have what? Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for what you shared with us today. Yokes have been destroyed. Burdens have been removed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Is there someone here who?